Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Time In Podcast. This week we're going to talk about bodybuilding, modelling and OnlyFans with our guest Jasmine. How are you doing? Hey, Have I'm you good, got... how are you? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Have you got a drink with you this evening? Uh, just some vitamin C like. <laughs> vitamin C? Wow, oh oh that's not the kind of drink I would advise for this. Craig and Bundy, how are you two doing? Bundy, on you go, mate. I'm alright, I'm alright. I'm, uh, I'm usually drinking like a whole gallon of water, but now I've got two and a half litres of orange juice because I felt like treating myself today. Oh, posh boy. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you let me down in the last podcast and I had to drink three drinks for us all. <laughs> Craig, please tell me you're holding up your end of the bargain this week. Well, after last week watching you drink a litre of mojito, um, I've, <laughs> poured a, I've poured about a 75 mil measure of our sponsor, Crusoe Rum. Nice. And, plug, and, plug, plug. In my defence, I did have my beers first <laughs> before the Beatles. I didn't just yeah. go in at that end. And I've got our signature noise. Yeah, a nice gun. Oh, lovely. <laughs> what are you drinking, you in? A wee tinny budva. Just some lager that I found lying at the back of the fridge. Class. <laughs> it's always the best kind. It's why they want you just to check the date because you don't know how long it's actually been there. But we'll move on. So, uh, the reason we got Jasmine on this week is that I've known her for a while and I've known that she's went through quite an extreme journey going from bodybuilding through some competing and eventually into modelling and we'll just kind of follow through in in that pattern as we go. Uh, Do you want to tell us a bit about how you started the journey and I think it was bodybuilding was sort of the first part wasn't it? Yeah um, bodybuilding came first like I'd always been doing some kind of exercise, like mainly swimming through growing up. And then I ended up stopping all exercise and just like partying all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't stop. So I just like started doing calisthenics um, with my dad every day in the park. And after a while, that progressed back into doing the gym. And I went, actually, I just need to give up this party. And so I'm going to do a competition that's so nice. strict that I actually can't drink. That's a good way of doing it. Good way of doing it. So it, it was successful. But then, like, I just went into the, like, this mad, like, few months at a time, I was really strict and extreme with bodybuilding. And then a few months, I was just, like, on the lash. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Well, um, it did seem like over the, the course of your training, it, I've got a note here saying that it seemed like quite an extreme change you made to your physique in what I thought was a relatively short time. And I know a lot of people kind of struggle with it throughout the training and then some other people almost find it, what's the term, like addictive, almost the training, and it becomes like that's their way of life from now on because we've definitely got friends that have went that way. Mm. So I was just wondering, could you tell us a bit about the, the training that you did for it? So I still do the same training now um, and I train, a weight train five days per week and I do two upper body days, three lower body days um, and the main reason for doing that is because I have like wide shoulders and smaller legs so I've had to like basically get my lower body to catch up mm-hmm. and I'm almost almost balanced now so <laughs> maybe, maybe like one more year and then... Um, I'll be doing like an international fitness model competition, so I'm buzzing for that. Yeah, that's big, Brilliant. really big. Could I ask a quick question, if you guys don't mind? Of course. I've just recently read um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography, um, and he talks a lot about the. It's it's almost like the combat between 
the mental block and the physical block. What what did you find harder? Was it getting into that mental psyche or getting more into changing your body into this physical sort of machine going from a party sort of body to a professional bodybuilding sort of build? Um, I would say that like the first year I did it, I actually found the physical part harder um, because mentally it was like, I didn't really know what to expect. So I was just winging it to an extent. And then the more I got into it, the better my physique came. And now it's like a massive mental block that I have to overcome because like, you get the mm. fear that you're not going to be good enough on stage or you're not going to make the level of leanness that's required and all these stupid things play in your mind because you have this experience now. Yeah. So if you could hear any slight laughter during that section, it was because Bundy managed to spill about half a litre of liquids down himself. <laughs> but he's now dry, we've took a quick pause, and we're, we're back into it now, we're back going again. Ah, so, <laughs> in terms of competitive sport, was that the first exposure you had to it, or had you took part in competitive sport in like, swimming? Or anything yeah, I'd, I'd done a... I swam nationally for a few years in swimming and then um, I actually went on and did the Aquathon League in Scotland which is like swimming and running combined um, and I was going to do triathlons but then that's when the alcohol got me so <laughs> <laughs> that's fair like, that's a fair oh, one nah. <laughs> See, when you said swimming and running combined I was like I, I just pictured like just running in a pool when I was oh wait swimming and running <laughs> alright okay <laughs> can, can somebody reset Monday tonight? So Bundy is at least athletically inclined to as you can as you might be able to tell. Okay, um, to, to clarify, four hundred meter swim and then three K run. Ooh, that, not, the same, not at the same time, Bundy. <laughs> yeah. well, One after the other. Uh, that's tough going. That's really tough. It going. was hard. I remember being in the finals and my mum being like, "If you don't finish this, you're not coming home. We're leaving you here." <laughs> I just started like cursing out under my breath and I started to like finish because I just like it was October. It was freezing. My limbs yeah. were on like my body was on fire, but my limbs were really cold. It was a bizarre effect, and I was just having a bit of a fit at the side. I was like, I can't was do that an outdoors one? Um, thankfully, indoor, but the running's outdoor. Ah, right, right. You're <laughs> you're already wet, yeah, and then you're yeah. running outdoors. Oh, you cold really quick if you're running when wet, definitely. One thing yeah, I've really noticed, not nice. right, and you'll be able to tell me if this is right or not, Jasmine, right? So, I've always noticed that I tend to find that, like, swimmers, especially, actually have, a, like, a pretty good physical build anyway, if that makes sense, because obviously you're engaging a lot of different muscles, etc., for different types of swimming. So did you find that having that background helped when you went into bodybuilding? Uh, yeah, definitely did. Because the first competition I did, I didn't actually bodybuild in advance for that long. So like I hadn't put on that much muscle, but I still did um, well in my first competition because I already had a like a base of muscle already. Mm. But trying to get my lower body to catch up to my shoulders has been fun because my shoulders are so wide from swimming. <laughs> I See, wish yeah. you had a head start in something. You know, it's, it's yeah, not like you're true. doing a whole program. You can you you can sort of focus it. You you touched on uh, your parents and their involvement with the whole sort of swimming side of things. How how involved did they get? Did how were they as motivators? Because I know 
from experience, parents can be um, quite interesting when it comes to competition. <laughs> My parents weren't pushy at all um, when it came to training. Um, my dad would always support me and get up every morning and take me swimming and things. Um, and then at the competitions, like if I did badly, I'd be in a bad mood with myself. But he would be like, I'm not going to be mad with you. I don't care if you if you swam crap today. It's your choice, Jackson. <laughs> and I was like, I see how it is. <laughs> um, but they, they were really supportive. Like if I didn't want to do anything, then I didn't have to. It was all mainly my choice. But I think the main reason I swam for such a long time was just because I couldn't tolerate how much energy I had when I stopped. Like I'd stop for Christmas for two weeks and I'd be like, I can run through walls. <laughs> <laughs> so I just uh, have to keep going. <laughs> it, it sounds like, for, for what your dad's saying as well, it sounds like he almost like, was getting a wee bit of like hidden psychology there though because he's kind of saying like oh, so like oh, oh, like, you should, uh, <laughs> like you didn't do that well that's up to you so he's kind of leaving it in like ball in your court so you're then going to go and reflect and like no nah, that was up to me kind of thing so it seems like it, even though they weren't pushy they, they were still wanting you to do, the, do your best kind of thing yeah oh yeah definitely because he's like spending his weekend sitting up in a boiling hot swimming pool for like <laughs> hours like Scottish Nationals over two days and sometimes you'd be there from like nine o'clock in the morning until or even earlier until like the last swim's usually like half four and you need to do that for two days and he's just sitting on these really uncomfortable chairs <laughs> waiting for my swim and I used uh. to do usually I'd end up in the last swim as well but we'd have to be there for the warm-up in the morning <laughs> it's a long day it's, definitely I think no. a lot of times when parents are pushing their kids into sport they tend not to stick it but parents who are supportive of their kids being involved in sport, they tend the kids tend to stick it longer, and they've almost got yeah. that self accountability. So they've not got that pressure from a parent. They might get it from a coach or something or from teammates, but you know you've got that self accountability. You hold yourself responsible for your performance. You fix it. You put in the time and effort. Because uh, I've always thought, yeah. like, even though I'm maybe not the most athletic or sporty myself, but I've always thought like the worst thing that I could imagine would would be going. In any in any sport where you've got any form of coach or somebody that, who's who's kind of teaching, and then them telling you everything, and they go home, and then your parents say the exact same thing. That yeah. would like, nah, like that would be my worst nightmare. I would can't be, like, escape from it. Ah, because then you've yeah, you've got no, yeah, you've got no like kind of like safe zone if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah you can never switch off from it. Yeah, that's that's literally what, what the perfect word to like say. A few of the swimmers that um, I used to swim with, you could tell um, their parents a mile away, they, like, they would stand at the edge and like shout at their kids <laughs> and stuff. And, like, after a while, the, the, the swimmers themselves would burn out. Like They would go from being like doing really well to just not doing well at all because they were overtrained and things like that, and it's because of the parents. Oh, he's heard Kevin Bridges talking about like the over-enthusiastic coaches as well. Going, oh, yeah. oh, it's amazing. It's no wonder your mum's an alky. <laughs> Do you know uh, part of the reason why I asked about the parent side? Because um, when I done sport, it was obviously a long time ago now. If you see me, <laughs> I, I'll never forget. We were playing at our like it was rugby, and we were playing at our rivals' camp. And I don't know, Jas. I'm going to ask you after this, Jasmine, if you've got any stories similar. But we were playing our rivals at rugby, and there's this little stand, and it was just my dad. And um, my dad's the sort of motivator. He's, he's very heavily Glaswegian, um, very energetic, shall we say. Um, it would be a few effings and scenes and this to kind of motivate <laughs> me. And he, I, I'll never forget it. I was just a, a young guy at the time. And he gets up in the middle of the game and just goes, get your fucking finger out and get into these bastards. And I'm not joking <laughs> you, right? 
and he literally jumps up in the middle of this crowd. He is the only person from our side in that crowd, and literally the amount of people just sitting staring them out. I was just my head was in my hands. But what I was going to ask: Did you ever have anything like maybe not to that level, but did you ever have any time that your parents got so passionate and so involved? You thought, "Holy shit, this is insane." Um, weirdly only once and it wasn't even directed at me it was because um, we used to do like this kind of fun swim day and like we would do everybody would compete against each other and then that the adults could join in if they wanted and there was one day that my dad decided he was going to join in and he came up and he was wearing like these leopard prints fucking budgie but smuggler oh yes <laughs> brilliant <laughs> Wow. And I was just like absolutely dying. I was like, oh my god, he's not here in that. Yeah. That's so bad. What a man. Mm. Oh, so, yeah, I had no, no, not, not any horrible experiences other than that one. Oh, well, I would I would probably put that in the horrible category. Star <laughs> for life. I mean, this oh, is probably a, a terrible transition, but I like to take my chances. So my swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell me. Not your dad. <laughs> I'm really hoping this isn't inspired by your dad, but I believe that's your next endeavour, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Oh, could you tell us a wee bit about this? So Just try to live up to my dad, you know? <laughs> there was this one time when I see my dad in these leopard print budget smugglers and I thought to myself, you know what, see if I can look that good in a swimsuit. <laughs> that I could be me. Wait, 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 if I can look half that good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, oh, well. it turns out, right, that if someone manages to... This is jumping the gun a bit, but if someone manages to give Jasmine enough um, money on OnlyFans, that's actually the picture they receive. <laughs> Aye, it's a picture of her dad, it's uh, not uh, of her, by the way. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jasmine, tell us a bit about uh, Miss Swimsuit. Yeah. That's all right. Um, so, like, it was supposed to have been the heat I was supposed to be doing should have been by now, but because of the virus situation, it's been postponed until November, mm-hmm. possibly. But it's not like totally confirmed. It's just like a rough guide so that we can kind of get ready for it. Um, and for this one, I don't need to like um, die or anything like that because they just want like a typical attractive toned girl rather than like a bodybuilding look. Mm-hmm. So basically how I am in my off season, I can just enter that competition as I am, which is quite nice. Um, so that's partly why I'm doing started doing all these photo shoots to kind of get me really comfortable in front of the camera because that's what I'm going to be doing. Because mm-hmm. um, when I'm there, they, we do photo shoots during it. I'm sure we've got to like sit in a car and get our photo taken in a bikini and stuff. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so they, there's also a prize for like being the most photogenic. So I'm like, I don't want to look like the awkward turtle there that's not in front of the camera. <laughs> Your dad's just giving a thumbs up in the background, like you can do it. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like, kind of like me holding like, his budgie smugglers in his hand, shaking them like You better win this. <laughs> you could do it. Oh, this is like a really serious turn, man. Fuck. No, I, feel, I feel like I feel like I know exactly what you mean, though, right? Because when when I'm in my home season, that's when I do Calvin Klein underwear boxers and that kind of thing. So I I completely get where you're coming. From. I was just thinking, you can almost hear Craig shed a tear when Jasmine said. I'm toned in my off season <laughs> when I'm out of shape. <laughs> nah, but in, in, all, in all seriousness, that's what I was going to ask you. So, do do you so in your off season? I take it you're still working out and you're still keeping you're maintaining your body, blah blah, but just not to the same extent as what you would for for bodybuilding stuff. Um, for my off season, I have to try and put weight on so that I can get more muscle, and then um, so right now. 
the trick is to put weight on but to not put on so much weight that I'd like get too far away from a stage weight because then I obviously have to lose all that weight again which if you're like as I sometimes I'm a stone over which is not that much for some people some people are like two stone over and I'm like Jesus Christ imagine having to lose two stone <laughs> yeah. yeah imagine <laughs> <laughs> I know that would almost make Craig a healthy weight fuck <laughs> Sorry, I'm really sorry. <laughs> to be fair, Craig's probably in proportion. It's just because he's... What, what are you, 6'4"? Uh, I'm 6 foot 2. There we go. He's just big enough for a doorway. That's tall. Do you know, do you know what? Can I, can I, you'll maybe know better than this, Jasmine, right? So I used to do... I don't want to say professional sport, but I used to train probably similar regime, maybe not as intense as yourself, which is great because you've kept doing it. But see, when you stop, it just turns to... Bleh. <laughs> it's like what what what's your sort of advice because i imagine how how do you come back from that um obviously if you put on so much weight like you say between your and um, between um your shows and whatnot if you've got any advice how to kind of convert that quickly or because let's be honest i'm never going to get to the same level that i was yeah. but what what is it I need to do? And I don't want a smart answer from you and saying go out running or something like this. Well, that's shit because I had one ready. Oh, I know, I know, anyway, I know. Go, I, could, I could hear the anticipation. Have you got any sort of advice for people who maybe have put on a bit of weight in lockdown? Shall we say? Um. Well, my biggest piece of advice is to like take the diet that you already have and just like cut back some of the portion maybe like 25% of like your lunch and your dinner and just fill it even 50% just fill it with vegetables because you want to like eat less calorie food but you don't want to be eating less volume of food so that you're like tricking your body into thinking that you're still like eating loads of food when actually you're not consuming as many calories so therefore you're going to lose weight easier Mm -hmm. um people's biggest issue is that they try and change their whole diet for like two weeks and then they go back to eating crap again so just stick with your somewhat rubbishy diet as is <laughs> and just uh, cut back in, in that way instead um, and just like get moving like if you can walk further during the day without actually having to plan it then that's like a big benefit um, and if there's any kind of exercise that you genuinely like to do start adding that in but like don't yeah. do something that you hate because you're never going to stick to it yeah I think that's great what? advice no, that's really good. No, I appreciate that because um, I've got a bit of work to do, especially before the wedding um, in a few weeks. But what what does your diet look like, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I actually eat a high fat, um, high protein diet and like with, with low carbs. So I eat like a lot of meat um, with veg, and I'll usually cover the veg in like um, like a sauce that I'll make, whether it be from like um, like a kind of buttery sauce, to be honest, because. I've discovered through the last two years that my body doesn't respond that well to carbohydrates. Like I have so much that I can tolerate and then everything after that, just I start getting loads of spots. I start um, not being able to sleep right. I start ending up crashing during the day when I need naps and stuff. (laughs) And all that's just from carbs. So since I've like cut it back to like a more, um, to a low carb approach, I'm doing like much better. Um, and I've got like stable energy all throughout the day now. So mainly, I think I guess my main diet is pretty much meat and veg, to be honest. Um, it's kind of a long. It was a long keto lines for a while, um, but I've reintroduced carbohydrates now. That I've kind of fixed what was wrong with me and 
I'm doing fine now on a small amount, but I can't like be excessive or I feel rubbish. <laughs> how well refined your 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 diet's become and how custom fitted it is to yourself then. Oh, it was so much trial and error. It was actually horrible. You're just like a walking nutrition experiment, and you just go through phases <laughs> where you just feel balls. To be honest, yeah. like I can eat what I want to an extent, but I couldn't eat like pizza and crisps and and bread and things every single day. Like I can maybe get away with that like once a week, um, but yeah, I can't have it all the time now. I just I feel really bad. <laughs> well, you might be interested to hear about this man Bundy's diet, which is am I right oh, in almost pure carbs? Ah, uh, pretty much. That, that, <laughs> okay. I mean, to be, to be How's so, that treating you? So this is the thing, right? So ever since I was three, I've been a vegetarian, right? And uh, like mm-hmm. I have literally ate pretty much the same two meals almost the entire time I was alive until like the last maybe like 10 years and it used what to be what were those meals? Pa- pasta par- I was going to par- say macaroni no no pasta with parmesan cheese oh, nice. and anything potato that was it <laughs> it really is an old car I, like I literally so I, I usually send Craig and you in a picture how many roast potatoes I'm going to eat in one sitting and I think it's tw- 28 something it's ridiculous tw- that's impressive and this is one sitting he just sits and eats uh, dies and that was how do you not get bored I know <laughs> it's ridiculous because he's in he's in good shape as well it's not like yeah. he's in bad shape like well, Bundy well, is in good shape now. Uh, so this is the thing because because of like, uh, like recent events I had to then go and change my diet so now I'm, I'm actually having to like do what you're doing like trial and error and that kind of stuff which is really really weird because I've always tried to put on weight but I I feel like mm-hmm. I've got a really fast metabolism and it's just like just not happened ever. Um but now that I've started eating like so I'm eating loads of like like loads of vegetables and stuff, but instead instead of having like any any kind of carbs or or anything like that, I'll try and keep them in there, but instead of having like an overload, I'll use like something like maybe like Marcus couscous is to like fill out the meal kind of stuff. Um Yeah, that sounds nice. That's yeah, like a good way to do it, just like add an extra in but not having it as the main yeah, component of the meal. Yeah, so that's what I've been trying, but then I, I, what I've noticed, which is really interesting, is now I've started putting on weight and I'm like, What <laughs> but um, it's also it's good because it's like healthy weight kind of thing. So um yeah. and but then it's also at the same time gonna force me to start like, exercising more and doing more and that kind of stuff, which is good but um I, I was i did see a really popular video and i was going to try a, a diet of fish and a rice cake <laughs> and then <laughs> a rice cake but no i literally um so i had to change with that my diet um quite a lot but it's like you say that's trial and error because i found that when i started eating i know this is really weird but look like Rice, so quinoa and couscous agrees me a lot more. But if I eat rice for a few days, I tend to feel really like, congested and clogged up. And I know that sounds yeah. really weird, but I, I just I just cannot do it. So like these people who eat broccoli, chicken, and rice every single day, I don't know how you do it. But no, um, neither do I. That would ruin me, to be honest. Like uh, one, I get bored of chicken. Two, broccoli bloats you like anything, and three, rice would bloat me also. Exactly. <laughs> I like, just feel like a big water balloon walking. <laughs> I've been I've been trying loads of different things as well because like I I I do enjoy like a wee bit of cooking. So like even if it's just been like getting like kale, taking it off the stem and firing a bit all of oil and stuff on it and put it in, you can make like kale chips. So I've been trying oh, nice. stuff like that, and I've been trying like um, like grilled asparagus. But then again, because I, I I'm used to eating loads and loads of different like like things, I'll sometimes treat myself and like wrap it in parmesan cheese and just have it like. Oh yeah, that oh, sounds it's a, good. It's, it's amazing. Like, but at the same time, 
there is times where I end up myself, you know, I'm having 30 roast potatoes today and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just amazed that. that you don't get bored of the ties. <laughs> well, I, I, I must admit, uh, I, I did, and then what I started doing, so I used to cut them like into like wee X's, and then when just before they were done, and then I used to put like three different types of cheese in it, oh. finish them, and they used to go like wee cheese volcano potatoes. And then <laughs> I got bored brilliant. of that. I know, but I got bored of that, so then I started putting like turmeric and um, cumin and that kind of stuff on them to like spice them up. I got bored of that, and now my newest one is I ordered um, 2.4 kilograms of salt and pepper seasoning off the Amazon. So now I put that on, I have salt and pepper roast potatoes. So. <laughs> to be fair, when he sends pictures of them, they do look incredible. Genuinely, yeah, the does, best cooking of all us, hands yeah. down. <laughs> he's the only guy, well, he's the only guy that I know can send, what, 40 photos of potatoes, and every photo looks amazing. <laughs> That's a talent. I'm impressed. Talent. I would like to see these. <laughs> Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Uh, seeing as we forgot to introduce it last week, this is where we're going to insert a section for streamer feature this week, whose name was, what was it, Bundy? The Erica. The Erica. So here's our interview here. So, this week's streamer feature, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I am the Erica. I stream on Twitch and I stream a variety of games from FPSs to city builders to VR. So and we have a good time. Brilliant. Um, you've actually jumped the gun. What my second question was, go- it was going to be is where can people find your stream, Erica? Oh, you can find me on Twitch, uh, the Erica at uh, Twitch TV. Um, and I stream pretty much every day except for Thursdays and Saturdays from 6 to 9, 6 to 10 Central US time. Brilliant. Um, how long have you been streaming? Well, I began, uh, so a long, long time ago, I was under a different account on Twitch called Creature Erica. Okay. Um, and that was years ago. It died. It, no one was there anymore. I didn't really like my name or my theme, so I redid my brand whole new twitch account and now i am the erica and i started this in june pretty much brilliant that's quite similar to us we have already went through a rebrand in our short period as well it's always good to get a new fresh approach on things and look at things from a different perspective Mm -hmm. definitely um why did you start streaming erica what was it got you into um i have been gaming all my life like i was the little like four-year-old who sat on my dad's lap and played wolfenstein which is probably not a good game for a four-year-old but anyway (laughs) probably not no (laughs) Uh, you know whatever and i went through and i i loved gaming we were a computer household my brother had a computer my mom had a computer my dad had a computer we had a computer in every room in the house and we played all kinds of stuff together. Um, Sim City, we would play uh, Command and Conquer, and it was a family activity for our entire family. Um, And I grew up with that. Um, And then, you know, I hit my teens and I started playing FPSs like Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, um, Call of Duty, um, those types of things. And it's been my biggest passion my entire life. So it made sense to pursue a career in it. and I take streaming seriously, so um, I, I hope someday to be very successful at it. So, brilliant. Are, what what sort of level at the moment? Are you affiliate? Are you working towards partner? What what are you working at, at the moment? I'm an affiliate. Um, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm growing. Um, I just hit uh, 
uh, 100 subscribers last month and uh, average oh, 19 viewers. Yeah. So we're rolling. Uh, that sounds like I'm bragging. I'm not. I'm just. I, no, no, like, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like. You know, I feel like I'm really pursuing something serious. So hopefully, hopefully it takes off and rolls, and I can be where I want to be someday with the people that got me there. You know, because I have a lot of great support as well. I'm sure you will. Um, my last question until we move and move on to our co-host Bundy. Um, what what is it you play in your channel? I know you've given us some uh, insight. Is there any particular games, any particular genre that you really enjoy playing with your community, etc.? Yeah, um, so I'm. I love Valorant. I'm a huge Valorant gamer. I love everything about it. I used to play Call of Duty a lot, and it was always Search and Destroy. Um, that game mode's dead in Call of Duty, unfortunately, but it's it's now it's alive and but in Valorant. So, <laughs> um, so Valorant's my main, and uh, and I do a lot of VR. I like that I feel like I can get my exercise in and game at the same time. So that's plus. Brilliant. And <laughs> yeah. And I do I dabble in other things too, but those are my two main types of games. You're pretty good at Valorant. I watched you the other night. Um you I think you must have put a few hours into it, surely. Uh I, yeah, I mean it's my main but I, I don't think I have as many hours as some. I work full time and overtime as well, so I wish I could put more. <laughs> yeah, we're we're the we're the same. Honestly, we, yeah. we totally get you. Um, I think this is a good part for me to transition over to our other host, Bundy. Bundy, do you want to take away? Uh, of course. So, um, you you've kind of told us a bit already, but tell us a bit more about your kind of channel slash community. Any goals you might have for your channel or community? What what are those kind of looking like? Yeah, so um, my community is really fun. Uh, we have a good time together. I, I think the feel of my channel is not very serious, even though I am taking things seriously. So um, the goal is for everyone to come and have a good time. You know, we plan, we hang out in Discord together and things like that. And we've really all built a friendship very quickly. So that's been really nice. Um, but also for like long-term goals and stuff, I actually, you know, I set monthly goals for myself. I want this many followers, you know, this much exposure and, and, and finding new ways to get that exposure. Because like I said, I, I, it's not just a hobby for me. Someday I'd like to transition to this because gaming has been my love my whole life. So <laughs> it would be absolutely amazing to make gaming a career as well. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're certainly doing very well already. I mean, to be affiliate and 100 subs and that kind of thing. And, and I know that obviously since you said what, June? Yeah, since June was for this year. Yeah, so, yeah, really, really good, actually. So um, the other question is uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a more lighthearted one. If you could have one famous person join you on stream, um, be they dead or alive, uh, who would it be and why? Um, I would definitely have to say Robin Williams. Just because mm -hmm. I, I'm not... Finally, someone didn't say another streamer. <laughs> no, I mean, if I'm going to get to pick anybody, I'm definitely not picking an, another streamer. That's a... I, like, like, Robin Williams uh, is a great choice. Anyway, sorry, yeah. why, why Robin Williams? 
Robin Williams because me personally, I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. His sense of humor always hits me spot on. And I like, I know it sounds, this sounds bad, but I'm not a very funny person unless it's on accident. I don't, I, I'm not very good at making funny conversation. So I would love to get to hang out and listen to Robin Williams make funny conversation. Um, and I just think he's an amazing person too. And I think he could really, uh, share something important with the world. Um, and you know, I think even in his, his death, he was able to bring people together and, and bring insight to something that affects a lot of people. So. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. Um, so obviously the links will be in the description. Um, but just for one last plug, where can people find you? They can find me at uh, www.twitch.tv backslash the Erica. Nice one, nice one. And then um, on your social medias, what's your handles? Um, both on Twitter and Instagram, I am the Erica Lynn, and that's L Y N for. Nice one, nice one. Yeah. We'll make sure to um, try and send people over and get them to um, show some love and show some support. Um, yeah. It's been very nice having you on, and I appreciate it. Um, Craig, anything else from you? No, I just wanted to thank you um, for coming on, Erica, and hopefully we might do some more in the future as well as we both grow. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. so thank you for having me. I've had a good time. It's been short, but fun. So. <laughs> Brilliant, that has been this week's streamer feature. Uh, So the next section we wanted to talk about was modelling slash OnlyFans. Now, part of the reason I wanted to speak about this was it's not so much a taboo thing anymore because how many people do do we know now that that do it? It's got really popular. I don't know if it's because of lockdown and maybe people losing their jobs. But um, what I think it is, perhaps is actually. I, I think it might be because I'll tell you the situation there. A few people I know. <laughs> um, the idea is that it's a social platform where you can post pictures, but people have to pay to subscribe to your page, if you like. It's uh, I believe subscriptions are between five and twenty-five pounds a month, roughly. Um, and the way it would work is that the person whose pictures they they are would get about 80% and then the website gets 20% to, you know, run the platform. And You've done just, your research. I have. It's almost like I've got a Google window open in front of me. Wow. <laughs> so get ready for some facts. It turns out it's actually just me. <laughs> oh. the facts. Well, we found a use for you, mate. <laughs> uh, so I was looking at uh, the top earners and stuff. Some of it's pretty scary. Some some people are millionaires. There's people making 30 grand a month in the yeah, UK on this. We Jesus. can't talk about OnlyFans and not mel- mention Belle Delphine. Oh, she must right. be. The, she must be the top. No, she's no, she's not. She, I, I don't. Isn't use, she? No. So there, there's also a bit of um, like commotion going on at the moment. And Jasmine, I, I, I'm assuming that you'll know about this. So um, Bella Thorne oh, um, made an OnlyFans, and um, then she made a million in 24 hours. However. The what she sent out into like what I'm assuming is like the DMs, Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah. So what it's... she sent out basically said that like this is a naked photo and it wasn't. So then all these people spent the, like their money mm. to then then they were like, well, like this isn't even what you said it is. Like, what's this yeah. all about? So then what they then what OnlyFans done was they made it so that like I think the what's it now so the most you can now 
tip is 50 or something or 100 or something where it was previously like a thousand so really? oh actually they've like massively like Jeez. brought it back because obviously like, people were tip were tipping like massive amounts in order to get this picture and it wasn't even much to say there was so they kind of dial back on it because that's mm. obviously something they're going to take a lot of heat for uh, and now what she's doing is, as well is she's now making a movie about it which is just screaming yeah. sellout but oh, I mean you know. there's a lot of high profile stories we have to read facts as if we're pretending that we don't know what it's about and we haven't been on it yeah. so yeah. I, w- I was going to say this is the most research I've ever heard both of you two do it just happens to be a subject that we know nothing about, about no I've, I had only just heard it so anyway <laughs> I believe Jasmine you're in the top Six percent of creator, yeah, which is pretty impressive. Now. Wow, when did you start? <laughs> um, Last it week? will be three weeks on oh, Jesus. Monday. Jesus, even that far away, Jesus. So in three weeks, you've overtaken about ninety-five percent of the people on the platform. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> that is. I mean, to be in the top five percent in the world for anything is impressive but something as competitive as this is. that's a huge compliment you, you're winning something you're winning, winning something for scotland it is. you're winning something for scotland it is also like see if i like if that if i was you in this position right i'd i'd be walking with some swagger you know what I, mean? <laughs> but I, I think it is important to highlight that we we did use a scale at the start so content on this site does range from you know just clothed Selfies to proper drilled action, which is sort of <laughs> like I know it's such a bizarre scale, but I like using it for more. Well, Where does um, licking squids and stuff come into? Right, we'll skip that comment. So, what <laughs> end of the scale would you say you come down on, Jasmine? Probably more towards the clothed normal end. Yeah, the <laughs> supposed I to do... power tools. <laughs> <laughs> I do lingerie pictures and implied nude, and I do artistic nude which is where you actually can't see like my chest or anything like that like I'm in positions where you know that I'm naked but you can't see the good parts as right. <laughs> the good part well put <laughs> <laughs> the part that they really want to pay for yeah. that's why you're the top percent that's it that's exactly it. um but yeah like I was kind of amazed when I first started it um I was a little bit un- like worried about it. I was like, people are going to think that I'm like doing full on porn on this, but um, I've not had any like too many incidents where people are harassing me for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not been too bad. And uh, normally, when you say no, like they're just they they just don't speak to you again, and it doesn't matter anyway. Happy days. <laughs> I mean, it, it it is one of those things. That, like, we know just driving instructors, people who worked in shops or something that's just, it's just something they do in their spare time i mean <laughs> why wouldn't you it's, it's almost like part of the norm now i'm just a bit gutted that i can't well i might do one for feet pics give me a shout you if there's any interest <laughs> people <laughs> actually do pay for the feet print feet pics so so if you got like a twitter page and stuff and started promoting it you'd be all over it <laughs> see what ewan's asking is should there be a time in only fans i'm <laughs> thinking this is a, a great wee string we've got here i mean mm. you, you could uh, you could do all three of your feet and, and keep them guessing they'll be like who's, who's toes are those today <laughs> oh, guess well. those feet to be fair if you look at mine they'd be like is that frodo baggins <laughs> <laughs> there's a potato beside their feet <laughs> Oh, wow, this is getting weird. But there we go, you might have found a niche feet picking tatties. Yes, yes. I'm sure there's somebody out there. Picking up tatties with your feet. Yeah, oh, oh, mashing them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Turn my tatties into vodka. 
<laughs> um, I have, I have a question, Jasmine. You don't have to answer this, right? Okay. This is, right. But would you say that you have made a lot of fucking money in a very short time? Uh, yeah, I definitely have. <laughs> Fair enough. How did you get into it? Like, what made you decide I'm going to do it then? Um, it was my older brother actually convinced me to do it. He was because I'd started posting like my kind of um photoshoot pictures onto Instagram, and it. Uh, like then I started posting pictures that I was doing in my own room, just like of lingerie pictures and stuff like that. And my brother actually unfollowed me on Instagram. I was like, okay, I see And then um, this was when he was. This was during lockdown, just after lockdown. So my big brother wasn't living with me at the time. But then, like, so once he came back to the UK. Um, he was staying in Malaysia and um, he said to me he was like you know that you can make so much money just with the pictures that you're already taken if you posted them on OnlyFans and I was like really and he's like yeah like um, you're already in lingerie anyway so just like stop posting them on Instagram and start posting them on um, OnlyFans instead <laughs> and then my mum came point. Yeah. no exactly and then my mum came in as well and she started joining the conversation as well and she's like I'm so up for you doing that anyway Jasmine like you're posting all these kind of like risk pictures as such so you might as well make some money off them (laughs) completely agree why not why not so so there we go once once i had everybody in my family being like get them on only fans i couldn't help but do it i was like okay i don't need to be embarrassed anymore i mean that is almost the opposite of what the the sort of stigma and the the typical expected response is around it yeah that's it like I didn't want to do it because I was thinking like oh I'm going to have to explain I'm really close to my family I was like I'm going to have to explain to them that I'm doing OnlyFans <laughs> but then it was them that was telling me to do it but the only weird thing I've had is now when my dad comes up the stairs to speak to me he kind of like tiptoes t- as if he's like listening to see what I'm doing and he'll knock on the door and I'm like I'm not naked you can come in <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's like, I'm just just checking you're not doing a photo shoot in your lingerie or anything. I'm like, it's fine. No, I, well, to be fair, we have recently bought chairs, as we discussed before, yep. with back massagers built in. I would not recommend getting one of those because that is a... <laughs> it's going to be too much for mm, Dad. I've already yep. got an electric toothbrush. I'm sure that's bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it's funny because your dad's sitting him every night and he's like, every morning, every morning. <laughs> Morning and night, she's at. <laughs> no, but definitely, it is much more mainstream now. Is I'd, I'd say it's actually became the norm over lockdown because mm-hmm. arguably more people are at home and and using it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think um, yeah. people so, furloughed sorry, as well. That's okay. People furloughed as well, so they, and they don't know what to do with their money because they're not at the pubs and things when it was a proper law. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What are you going to say there, Craig? basically yeah what what i was going to say is that as much as we're having a joke and stuff it takes some amount of confidence to be able to do that and speak about it as well so i think the fact that you speak about it so openly it allows people to understand what it is because if you kind of made it a bit taboo and was like oh yeah do that only fans where i post i don't know lingerie pictures and whatnot if you don't speak about it properly and openly that's when people start to say yeah. Oh, she's doing this, she's doing that. So hats off yeah, to you for doing shady. it. Yeah, we yeah, exactly. The there we go. Round of applause. But, um, yeah. I mean, hats that, off that, you. that's why I did, um, when I messaged you originally, I did think you'd be the perfect person for this because you are dead open about it. You're dead chilled about talking about pretty much anything. So I thought, yeah, I'm actually. Perfect guest for this. Perfect guest. 
You're going to be uh, you're going to be the coach for the time in OnlyFans. You're yeah. going to coach us to success. Okay, I'll okay, well, show you how to promote it. I'll show you how to take your pictures. <laughs> should, we a, should we do a challenge and actually the pun like across all our channels, and then if if we meet a certain goal or if we don't meet a goal, we have to set one of these up. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like this should be a thing because I can just picture like one of you with like being really sexy, biting your big toe or something like that. <laughs> Well, I know for a fact Bundy's the only one that can still get his big toe up to his mouth. So I can still do it. I can still do it, mate. I can still do it. Yeah. Have you checked since lockdown? I've, I've can, became, like, I'm a planky wood since lockdown, man. I need to stretch more. I'm not bad for a big guy, mate. No, but Bundy can put his legs behind his head still. That that's okay. wow. Whoa, that's impressive. That, that's different level. That's different grade. I'd sign up. I'd pay five pounds a month for that. Uh, so would I. I'm kind so of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I walked in one day and he was just sitting there like a pretzel. It was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have tatties surrounding him, did he? And no. covered in salt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving you could, on. You could get him, get him to do it with like minimal clothing on and just have like a strategically placed tat- sack of tatties. Oh my god. Have <laughs> <laughs> you finally roast tatties just hiding there? <laughs> the Gucci's on. Well, you really well, should be the coach for this. I mean, can maybe get your dad involved? Why not? He's already got the attire. <laughs> anyway. So, what we usually ask a guest is that we've got this bar question that we find is quite good fun. So, if you could have a night out to the pub with three people, whether they're dead or alive, so that you know, like famous people or people you know, who would they be and why? Okay, so I would choose both my mum and my dad because I am a fucking massive sook and they would buy my drinks all night (laughs) (laughs) that's probably the smartest answer there's been so far (laughs) well I wouldn't need to flirt with anybody to get drinks (laughs) (laughs) and uh, they do have good banter as well and I'd probably um, want speak it you said mentioned Kevin Bridges earlier on and I was like he's the guy that I would love to have you just sit and banter with my disgusting father all night (laughs) I like that I like that we did, all, we did all agree a comedian's a great choice uh, for going yeah. to the Oh, public. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And plus, I think, like, a Scottish comedian is just even funnier because you can speak, like, quickly and you don't have to slow down and, like, tell people what you're actually saying. That's very true. And that's something you didn't take into consideration at all, Bundy, was it? <laughs> you had an unusual... Michael Jackson, I believe, was one. George R.R. <laughs> R. Martin was another. And the third was... Was it Eric Clapton? Yep. Yep. Odd choices, odd choices. I mean, that was a strange night out. Um, you, yeah, you'd, end like, up, you'd end maybe, up in jail. Maybe individually, but maybe not all of them at the same time. No, <laughs> right, but you're, you're missing this, right? Picture George R. R. Martin tells Eric Clapton the finale of Game of Thrones, right? He sings mm-hmm. it while Michael Jackson dances to him singing it. Okay, I can see this. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I can see this. I can imagine people walking in and going... Ah, fuck it, we'll go to the next one. <laughs> who, who was it I you picked again, Ewan? Who did you pick? Kobe Bryant. No, it wasn't, it was Dwayne Wade. No, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, an NBA player, my favourite NBA player. I uh, picked Billy Connolly, the big gun. Just the same idea, Scottish comedian, I think you could have a great laugh with him. Mm-hmm, definitely. And... Um, Jimmy Henry? I think, no, uh, I think it, was, it was a musician, because I think you've done the same format as me. No, comedian. Musician, was, uh, Vern Troyer. Yeah. Oh, isn't he? Could you look up? To no, it wasn't. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> no, it was just a <laughs> wide joke. It was Jimi Hendrix because he played like, like I said, the music he made. You could 
learn that exact song and play the exact notes, but it would sound nothing like it when he played it, just because he was such a great guitarist at putting, you know, like little finishes and artistic touches on notes. So I admire him for that, and he played a guitar upside down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> skills. I know, and. <laughs> Here's a fun fact for you, Jasmine. He got thrown out for the thrown out of the army because he got caught sleeping with his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that is dedication. That is, Jim- that really oh. is. Jimi Hendrix only fans. Just saying. <laughs> oh fuck it, I'd do it. The Afro alone. Why not? Why? No. Love that. Oh. Anyway. People will be like, does, so does the hair in your head match the hair downstairs? Or can we Cur- see this? Current drapes and all that. <laughs> Is there an afro down there too? Oh, imagine he had it styled exactly the same with the wee bandana around it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, that's another idea for our OnlyFans. The be- write, write that the, down. The best, the best bit is that it's actually upside down. That's why he plays the guitar that way. Because he's just used to playing things upside down. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a ruined one of my heroes for me. So I think we'll outro it that. Cheers for coming on, Jasmine. Really appreciate it. That's been brilliant. I've enjoyed myself. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Some of that was stressful, and obviously production quality, as you've now seen behind the scenes, we can confirm is very low. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I think you mean to say is that. Um, if it wasn't for me spilling probably like a close to a litre of liquid on myself and then drinking the rest and having to pee, it would be alright. I mean, the way he caught it, I thought he was going to drown. Uh, <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> um, it with my mouth. Uh, I'm a lifeguard, it's fine. <laughs> oh, there you go. Another idea for OnlyFans for us. We'll just keep Sweet. that one in the bank. Yep. So, <laughs> we'll have your social media and outros if people want to go see some of this or follow your journey as you go into modelling swimsuit and if they do want to check out OnlyFans which I'm 100% sure they will uh, we'll keep yes. all the links in there what's your name on it just in case they, they can't see the links Um, on my OnlyFans you mean or any of your social media if you want um, to plug it that is so it is for Instagram it's Jazzle Dazzle HD um, and then my name on OnlyFans is just my full name, which is Jasmine Durok. So it's D U R O K. That's perfect. Polish second name. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh-huh. I don't know that. Ah, makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> perfect. Any other questions, guys? Um, He's smiling, so this isn't going to be a good question. <laughs> no, I don't have any more questions. Craig? No, I was just going to say. Uh, Thank you for coming on. I might go as far to say this might be the best episode yet. That's been really good fun. Yeah. Yes. It shows I've you how it. bad the rest are. <laughs> I mean, if you were thinking the production on this was bad, fuck, some of the other ones are rotten. <laughs> no, I think I think uh, I was going to say something similar there. I was wasn't sure if I, uh, because I started smiling at the same time at you and just got a bit I was a bit scared. But no, it's been a bit different um, for this episode. It's still being structured, um, but it's been a bit different because I think that um, you yourself, Jasmine, have been quite um, quite like an elite hearty, and you've got a good sense of humour. So. Um, yeah, I've just been bantering with you. Literally, that's, exactly. that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what you want. That's the yeah. perfect guest. See, every yeah, exactly. week should be Team Scotland. Just yeah, saying. it should be. And big shout out to Jasmine for bringing the bacon home for Scotland and OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah I rate that. And potentially, my swimsuit, you never know. Yeah, never sorry, know. yeah. Yeah, if, if I win faith. that, I get, get to go to USA and everything. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, you can be sure we'll all be voting. Wait, can you vote? Is that a thing? No, it'll be judges, surely. Yeah, it's judges. There, are, there is one that I used to do that is a vote, but it's judges now. 
Okay, well, we'll be sure to pay them off, don't you worry? For all that money we're making <laughs> and off the OnlyFans. <laughs> to be fair, I was going to say, exactly. there's more chance that Jazz has paying them off so far. Yeah. But, well, yeah, that's a fair To be point. fair, talking about money, do we want to close on sponsors? That's a good point, that's a good point. So, Craig, do you want to talk about the drink that you're enjoying the night? Yeah, so one of our sponsors is Crucial Rum from the guys at London Distilling, produced in Fife in Scotland. Good friend of mine called Ian Brown. He's just released his Spice Rum last week. Um, already has hit the headlines. He's all over the press. He's created not only a great rum for mixing, um, it's almost this hip flask-esque rum. Um, really, really nice straight. Um, he's got quite a competitive price as well. We are working on a discount code, which we should have for next week. Um, check them out at londondistilling.com uh, these links will be on all of our socials um, the spelling of London which gets a lot of people confused it's not the English spelling it's the Scottish spelling which is L-U-N-D-I-N um, check them out if you're into darker spirits could not shout them out enough really good guy and as well the branding of it if you like Sons of Anarchy and you like rum it's a great great partnership of the two yeah. and our new sponsor which is Rogue Energy just uh, had that confirmed today, today. I believe. We did indeed, yeah. yeah. So for anyone that's into gaming or has to work long hours and doesn't like coffee or typical energy drinks, you can get Rogue Energy. It's a sort of G Fuel-esque drink, sneak mm. kind yep. of drink. So it's a powder, you put it in some water, shake it up, but it's got none of the shite. Can I give us some of the details, Mr Bundy? Because you, you're a resident fact sheet. Well, well thank you. <laughs> It is, um, so it's a premium energy drink and a kind of like what they call a focus drink. It was designed to be the best gaming drink in the world um, and that was done by designing a formula that is more effective than any of the competitors. More caffeine. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but it's really, really good in terms of the way that they've done the research and looked into what's going to make it kind of good and what's going to put them above the, competi- the competitors. Um, they have uh, just a few days ago released uh, the new flavour Dragon Fruit Mango. Um, which mm. can now be bought, which is uh, very, very good. I've tried it myself, very nice. Um, and they have a, a number of different uh, combinations that we see on the store as well. Um, you can get a, a different kind of combinations of flavours along with um, one of the shakers, or you can get just the, the, the flavours themselves. Uh, typically, your flavours are starting off roughly about 29 99 and that's in dollars. Um, but again, uh, it is very worth it because that is, a, a, I believe, 30 to 40 different um, yeah. actual kind of servings. Uh, you can get starter kits that are just like the shaker cup with maybe four flavours. I think it works out at about £12 or something. Yeah. 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 And that and is with, with our discount code, Bundy. Which no, is I was waiting for it. Come on, Bundy. Go. Time in podcast. Correct. Is it? In all capitals. Yeah. 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 All capitals, time in podcast for how much percent off, Bundy? 10%. Uh, he also, held up all his fingers for that he was like here we go also um, <laughs> they do have a few different lines so they have the Rogue Energy Rogue Hydration and they've got Rogue Extreme so check them all out um, the Extreme obviously is a lot more caffeine uh, Hydration is more focused on like if you are actually using it for kind of like during or after sports and energy of course as it says is the provided yes. energy so uh, have a look let them um, know using the code um, Time and Podcast that we sent you there and also there will be a link on uh, most of our socials and on the Time and Touch page as well. Correct. Yeah. You just, guys streaming this week, by the way. I was just well, going to say, um, Time and Touch should be um, kind of a bit more active this weekend. Um, I think it will be um, either Saturday or Sunday that I'll be streaming myself. I know that um, there may be another couple of hosts streaming potentially, Craig, you in? 
And then yeah. this week I'll be free. I'll be streaming a few times, probably between Thursday and Sunday. Nice. I'll I'll alternate with Monday just on the Rogue Energy. I we have quite a lot of media to share with you guys on my stream. Um, I've broke down what it is, how it works, and it's kind of cool because we've talked a bit about sort of diet, um, better better ways of living, etc. I'm actually going to look at it as an alternative to your high caffeine drinks, etc. So. Um, yeah, have a wee look out for that on time and Twitch. This still has caffeine in it, Craig. Just be wary. Yeah, but it's not full of sugar, mate. It's got. It's um, no sugar, but it's full of caffeine. No sugar. I mean, this stuff it, it gives you. We call it the twitchy fingers. So you know when you're playing Call of Duty <laughs> and you're knackered and you're feeling a bit tired. Right, I'm going to put some of this on, and the game hasn't started, and you feel your fingers just kind of like you've got the claws ready. You're sitting quite twitchy. Is excellent. I mean. It's between this sneak and G Fuel, I think these are the, the three sort of market leaders. So we're glad to be working with Rogue Energy. And if you're listening, yep, we love it. Please send us more. We'll <laughs> always appreciate that. So I think we'll wrap it up there. You happy with that, Jasmine? Yeah, that was great. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, not a problem at all. Maybe we'll get you back on when you're Miss Swimsuit. Who knows? Who knows? Ah, yes. That'd be good to when get I'm on the for that. Winner. <laughs> exactly. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get a time in badge on that uh, swimsuit. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, sponsor. <laughs> oh, I'll I'll just give you all a VIP invite, right? Oh, <laughs> no, there you go. Oh, merchandise. Time in podcast budget smugglers. Wow. Ah, yes. There, there we go. I think we have just ended the episode. Cheers for listening to this week, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, Jasmine. Right, no problem. What is the weirdest thing you've had requested by in regards to your OnlyFans? I seem to get a lot of people requesting me to like sell them my very sweaty gym clothes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what sort of like good money? Yeah, yeah, good money. They're like, how long will you wear it for? <laughs> <laughs>